Hey Wanderers, and welcome back to Outlaws Wanted. Last time, the crew of the Honor found a survivor from the assault of the Black Dreadnought, Alistair, an old classmate of Malcolm's. After helping all the Galactic Alliance survivors they could, our crew followed a tracker planted on the Black Dreadnought by Alistair. As always, equal parts brave and foolhardy, the crew dived into an unknown and nightmarish portal through space. And that is where we begin. You all have just pirated your vessel into <laughs> Try a... again. You said, you said we pirated our vessel. <laughs> all of you piloted your vessel into a crackling portal, purple swirling kind of unknown miasma. As you fly in, you feel all like rules of reality kind of start to bend and shift away from you as you are like sucked into this swirling vortex of a portal. As you start piloting your way through this, space has just become confused and nightmarish. Immediately upon entering this area, you can start feeling like your thoughts having more relevance in your immediate reality. Faint hallucinations start popping up all around you as you try to hold a course on a blinking tracker way ahead of you in space. So there's two things that I need to know from all of you. The first thing is, under normal circumstances like this, what would you be doing to assist the ship staying on course while piloting through an unknown, terrible vortex of reality? And second of all, given all the buildup around chaos and with like what the galaxy is doing right now, what is your biggest fear while going through these scenarios? So Mal would be like glued to the helm he wouldn't be getting up for anything he'd be making sure we're our, our course is true and we're going where we need to go and his greatest fear in this moment is like he's been he's been through spatial anomalies before but this is differenter than anything he's ever been through and with its association with chaos he's afraid that chaos might somehow get to them in here. Okay, so as you are piloting the craft, this is not easy. Like normally space, right? You're not getting buffeted by winds. There's not a breeze that you have to be worried about, but somehow while piloting through this not quite space anymore, your ship starts rattling and shaking and bouncing. You can feel this like kind of churning and sucking vortex that's pulling you towards this tracker, trying to throw you out or like buffet you around, or you can lose track of it in different branching tunnels. And you are having to remain perfectly focused while doing this. Make me a weird check. A weird check? Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. If you say so. This is unfortunately going to bias towards people that have good weird. I got a two. Oh, God. <laughs> I rolled a three and I have a negative one. So as you're piloting, you start having more of these thoughts of like, we just chased chaos into probably its own home. 
it seems likely that we're going to be dealing with that. And as soon as you start having those thoughts, you see like black tendrils starting to attach themselves to like the ship and to like your view through the cockpit, I guess, window, you know, you can see like black slowly starting to grow its way onto the ship. The further you pilot, the more you can uh, start to see it growing on your council, up the joysticks and onto your hands. Make me a piloting check to see how you do with this. That is better. That is a 10. I, I, I assume I'm not like I'm doing an actual piloting check with the normal piloting. Yes, yes, yes. Normal stuff, pilot. Right. Okay, good. 10. Okay, so even though your view is constricting and it's starting to look like darker and you're having trouble seeing any of the consoles, any of the controls, any of the instruments, you are managing to hold yourself on course and keep flying towards like this one little blinking beacon and all of this chaos. What do you, how do you react to this? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I think for Malcolm, it's very much he's got a job to do and he's going to do it regardless of what's happening around him. All right. So basically through the rest of this scene, you feel yourself like gluing to these controls as like what in your eyes is chaos taint slowly wraps around your arms, your hands, up your body, onto your face as you are like consumed with the one goal, which is staying on course despite all odds. So what's everyone else doing? Vi probably started up on the bridge okay. because we were just going through a portal and she was up there. I, I think she was up there anyway, but I think she was watching what was out in front of us. As soon as things started feeling weird, I think she tries to get back to the engine room okay. to try and keep us on course as much as possible. Okay, so keep the engines running right in this now different and nightmare land. Okay, and what, not necessarily in this moment, but in the whole like arc of this story is your character's greatest fear? I think that her greatest fear is that very specifically chaos is going to hurt the people closest to her and that's going to be the crew and her kids first of all roll plus weird nope that's a five (laughs) okay so you run into the engine room and marvin is sitting there you can see that his eyes are black but that is the only noticeable difference right at the moment is the engine room normal or is there like black tendril things coming out? Of um, the engine room is normal-ish. Your mind is in the middle of hallucinations. There are like nightmares invading your waking life. So yeah, I mean, the engine's there and running, but it is through a haze. I think she is trying to... Like, I I think if she can still see the engine, she recognizes that there is something weird happening and has enough logical sense to know that her son would not be on board at this moment. And so she just goes straight to the engine and tries to block it out as much as possible. Cool. So as you, like, run over to the engine and start trying to, like, check levels, maintain control and everything on a dangerous reaction that powers your ship. Your son just kind of appears on the top of the engine, his head kind of hanging down and lolling into your field of view and goes, you know, you left me alone on that planet. So nice of you to make some heroic sacrifice, but uh, I guess family didn't come first in this case. Vitus keeps banging on the engine. You're not real. You're not real. You're not real. Oh, you're You're right. I'm not real. Your real son is in danger. 
and you just left him on a planet. The Black Dreadnought comes cruising around the galaxy and you just keep gallivanting with pirates. I think she probably tries to take a swipe at him at that moment. (laughs) Um, When you swing, it makes like horrible contact. It like crunches and thumps into his head and like black Icor starts oozing out of his head and tendriling onto his body and goes, yep, that's about what you would be doing, isn't it? Just leaving me, your granddaughter, your whole family alone on our selective planets. Um, so roll a smart to try to keep the engine running. Do I get to add my uh, drill? You do. Or my my plus one for when fixing and not taking a penalty? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, yes. it's an eight. Okay, I just want to like pull the curtain back here on the mechanics because of you failing your weird check and not getting a epic success that is basically failing this scenario just so you understand like how this is working as you work more and more you're like frantically trying to balance an engine that is usually second nature to you but for some reason you're out of sync every step i think she's full-on crying at this point yeah and like you're trying so desperately to do something that should feel as natural like you know when you're in a dream and it's like oh i'll just run and you can't run yeah that's what this would be like but every step of the way your son's going this is what you get for abandoning us this is what you get for caring more about your family here than your family back at home all of this was your fault as the engine just slowly backfires and like is dying in front of you which is like the slow death of a ship that means you're going to be stranded in this forever and what does your character do i think she just keeps trying like i i don't think there is i don't think there's a giving up point and since i failed so badly i think that she doesn't have the presence she doesn't have the presence of mind to like realize that she can like try to call out to one of the other crew members and so it's just like crying and just trying as hard as she can to keep the engine running or get it back online yep so similar to malcolm this is kind of how you spend this trip is toiling with an engine that is betraying you for the first time ever well your family like now not just your son but any family member that feels like you have gone elsewhere is crowding around you telling you that it's all your fault what's everyone else doing i think sully if we're, if he's not doing research, if we're saying this is a normal situation, I think he'd you be You can try- be if that's what you want to be doing. It's fine. Well, the other thing, he, he'd be at the Science Center either way in this situation, so it doesn't really change where he's at. Okay. Um, either he's trying to, like, optimize, like, plot, like, the GPS, so to speak, for, like, keep them away from, like, threats and anomalies and black holes and that kind of thing, or he's trying to gather as much research as he can about chaos yeah or both i don't know if they fall into the same thing um and what is your biggest fear in this whole galactic conflict i think for sully it's losing gyla to the chaos how grizzle and rex are okay like not to death but just like having her just mind completely be corrupted that makes sense and i think a close like a very close second was would be his mind being corrupted Oh, okay. I like both of these answers. Um, so roll plus weird. I got a 12. Pa-pow. 
Okay, so for you, this works out differently than for the other two members of the crew. As soon as you started feeling like this pull into this like vortex, you immediately recognized it for what it was. Like this is kind of a place fueled by nightmare and thought much in the same way that your like magical abilities are fueled by like a sense of harmony and peace. And given that, you kind of knew what to watch out for in your own mind. So for you, the fear and the hallucinations kind of stayed at the fringe. You could feel in your mind this growing sense of Jyla being corrupted. And especially where you're at, you realize the very practical and real danger of that may be happening. But you are able to maintain a sense of reality through all of this. You don't see, like, you look at the readings from the engine, and for the most part, they are okay. If not, maybe, like, a little bit frantic. Like, if you would normally see it controlled in, like, perfect, like, level. You can see, like, spikes and ebbs in the engine control that's unusual. You can feel Malcolm flying in an almost obsessive and, like, ignorant to the rest of the ship way comms are silent from him but you're able to hold off this sense that your crew is falling to chaos and do your job correctly so go ahead and try to learn about chaos that'll be a nine so with a mixed success this is a little bit like staring into a void as you look harder and harder at what you see around you it kind of bends your brain like mathematical principles that you would have held to be fact and things about the universe that you know to be true are kind of slipping away just on looking at your sensor controls. Like all of these rules and methods that you know to be true are disappearing, which kind of hurts your brain a little bit, like in a not great way. But for the most part, what you're able to do is feed valuable information on correct guidance to Malcolm just to like barely appear on his heads up display, which is all he seems to be able to focus on right now to the point where you might be like shouting at him, but it's just nothing. Sorry your scene was lamer. It's better when you fail those rolls. <laughs> I think it adds a valuable perspective to like everyone thinks we're dying and I'm like, everything looks kind of normal. You guys are being weird. <laughs> we're being weird. It's also very appropriate. Yeah, I mean, to the point where you can probably like hear crying on the intercom from the engine room and you would have no idea why. <laughs> it's like this looks pretty much all right. Like maybe a little weird, but not that weird. Right. Like everything's in acceptable levels and Giles is just sobbing. Yeah. Vika. Like we're about to die. Sorry, Vika sobbing that we're about to die. And I'm like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> uh, all right. Jyla. So I think usually Jyla is floating between Vika and Sully. Like, if they need something done physically with the ship, she's the one running to go do it. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. So if, like, a sensor array is out, she's, like, physically fixing it. And if there's something mechanically wrong with the ship that Vika can't manage from where she's at, then, like, Jyla runs and does that. Gotcha. You're like a float, like a floating person, yeah. you know what she's I mean? She's floating, yeah. yeah. The gopher. Literally and figuratively floating. Oh, do we not have artificial gravity? Not anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. Roll plus weird. Uh, so that is a seven. Okay, so on a mixed success, I so guess... my Jyla's fear would be that Sully is corrupted by chaos and she knows that he's expecting her to shoot him. So while you're running around, you get to Sully's console, and when you put your hand on his shoulder to ask if there's anything you can be doing, you turn around and see, like, a black, overly viscous fluid slowly leaking out of his eyes onto his skin. Sully? Sully? Sully, talk to me. 
Sully? Jyla. She's like shaking him. Uh, Jyla, I, I don't feel right. No, you're, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Chaos, chaos, are you listening to me? She's like right in his face, grabbing him. We are him. always listening. You, you listen here, space and get out of you. I, I'm telling you, get out. She's like cry, like almost crying and shaking him and like screaming in his face at chaos. As you do that and his mouth and his mouth opens like you say chaos, get out of him. He literally just like barfs black goo all over you as it's like now just pouring out of his mouth. She smacks on the like the general comms and starts yelling for Vika and Mal. Vika and Mal like barely audible and immediately forgotten in your heads like Malcolm, at this point, you've literally become like almost a black cocoon around joysticks. Vika is near catatonic, crying as the engine is dying and her family's berating her. And she hears like the faint whisper of Jyla asking for help. Yeah, I think I think Mal hears it, doesn't like process the words. And it's like that, whatever, whatever that sensor is, it's not important right now. And he turns it off. So Mal now has his comms off. Okay. I think Vi can hear Jyla but she can't stop what's happening. Like, I think from everything that Cody's described, I think that it's too overwhelming to almost even get up off the floor. So I don't think she can come and help right now. Yeah, so I think Jyla is just like screaming Sully's name. And if there's like goo everywhere, she's like trying to get it off and throw it away. As you do this, Sully's still just talking to you, but is that's doing nothing. Jyla, I I need you to, I I need you to kill me. No, no, Sully, I can't, I can't do that to you. You know that. I I I need you to. No, you're you're still talking to me. That means you're still fine, Sully. Sully. <laughs> At this point, Sully just kind of like slumps on the ground, black goo still pouring out of his mouth. I think she just kind of like collapses to the floor with him and I think that she's kind of casting around for like something in this med bay that she thinks will help but she's not finding anything. This is a GM question. Do you think that is how Jyla would respond if Sully was infected with chaos in the story? In reality, like not in a nightmare sequence. That is like at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Sully requested to be killed if he was like tainted with chaos. Do you think at this point, Jyla just couldn't do that? I don't think so. Okay. I am going to honor that role playing more than the role. A future thing that is not like your character is going to (laughs) die. Okay. To the outside observer, your ship is being flown fairly well at this point. All levels are normal. For the most part, the only oddity is Jyla's just like standing in a corner screaming at a wall and Vika is just in the engine room fighting with an engine that seems to be running fine. The tracking beacon is still far off in the distance, but still able to be seen when the like kind of warping tunnel that you are in drops you out into not exactly open space, but just kind of a hazy field. And all of a sudden, there's kind of like a snap and like waking up from a dream. All of these hallucinations slowly fade away and you are all left on your ship. How are our other passengers? 
<laughs> don't even think about that. Um, we have two very angry people in power <laughs> armor. Three. We have well, not in power. Two in power. Two of them are in power. Yeah. Oh gosh. And one who wants to shoot both of them. I, I guess what you know right now is Lucy is still in the kitchen and seems to have shut himself off very early on in the thing. Like that's an option for him, and he took that option. Okay. The other two people are missing. So with, with his comms still off, Mouse tries to talk on his comms. Is is everyone? Is everyone all right? Hello? Anyone? Oh, here it is. He, tur- he figures out his comms <laughs> off, turns his comms on. How is everyone doing back there? Uh, so where is Jyla if she's not actually in the med bay? Um, I think you would just be like. You would have like literally woken up in the kitchen, just like staring at a wall, screaming. Okay. Like you weren't anywhere specific on the ship. Does that make sense? Yeah, just any room, basically. I think she runs to the actual med bay or wherever she thinks Sully would be. Uh, everything is fine here, Captain. I got some readings while we were going through that chaos portal. It was a little weird, but you know. So did you not like see all the weird stuff that was happening? What weird stuff. And I think as he says I mean, that, Jyla like runs into the room and just like bear hug tackles him and like grabs his face and is like looking for chaos. Uh, and she like kisses him and hugs him and just like like as tight as she possibly can hold him. Uh Jyla, I I also have romantic feelings for you, but I don't think this is the time. Shut up and don't talk to me right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am very confused, but no, Why, I, you, nothing. You, you're not, you're not corrupted. You're not tainted. You're fine, right? No, there's yes, nothing. Yes, everything is normal. Because, because I saw you. I saw you, and your eyes were black, and there was ooze coming out everywhere, and you were telling me to kill you, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it, Sully. Uh, he like hugs her and like comforts her, like you know, like like he's like her. utterly confused, right? <laughs> Oh, he's very confused, but he's like, he's learned enough from being in a relationship with you to like put his confusion aside. And like the more important thing right now is like someone needs help. We don't need to be, he doesn't need to understand what's happening. Okay. Is Jyla crying? Probably, yeah. She's pretending like she's not, but she is. Uh, like, as you cry and you bury your face into Sully, when he looks down at you, your face is smeared black at first, as if, like, a few black tears have fallen out of your eyes, and they smear, like, thick grease over your face before normal tears start running through your cheeks, or running down your cheeks. Ugh. That doesn't look good. <laughs> Do you say that? <laughs> In that tone of voice? <laughs> We're going to have to old yeller Jyla. <laughs> What's Vika doing? So Vika kind of comes to, I think she's leaning against the engine and she realizes that it's okay, but she is shaking really hard. And like, like whatever she's holding, whatever she's using to work on the engine, she kind of drops it and just tries to like center herself. But I I think as soon as she has any kind of her bearings back, she powers off anything that, like, whatever external communication device that she has, she powers off. So, like, she doesn't want to see any emails from her kids. Like, she's like... Oh, yeah. She 
is feeling very guilty. And she doesn't respond to Mal either. I think she just needs a minute. Okay. And then when she finally feels like she can see other people, she leaves the engine room. And I think she tries to get out of the engine room as fast as she can. So I'll say in in that time, like after, like while Jyla and Sully were hugging it out, Mal is trying to get your attention on the comms and you said you're not answering. No, I think if if you're like, if you're like bothering her, you know, if you're like calling for her constantly. Well, no, he's not, he's not like repeatedly. He's like going to, he's going to try a couple times and when he, if he can't get you, he's going to come down to the engine room. I think, well, I think that counts as bothering. You know what I mean? Okay. Like in this instance, I think it's like, it, it's persistent enough that I think she just kind of like takes out her earpiece calm and doesn't like put it away or anything but she just holds it it's not off it's like she just needs that that minute to just be quiet right around the time that malcolm starts making his way back to the engine room like he would see um vika just like snapping the door of the engine room shut and when you turn and look at malcolm your face looks like the crying mascara thing you know where you have like raccoon eyes that's kind of what he sees upon first seeing you do you wear mascara no okay yeah so it looks like mascara running which is you know weird because you did not have mascara on um sorry uh i don't i don't really know what happened there um and i think at that point she finally starts like rubbing her eyes and i assume she sees like the black yeah yeah you would i i just i uh, oh gosh uh i don't what's happening i'm not i'm i can't say i'm honestly sure uh sully didn't seem to be affected by whatever we went through but seems like we all have had quite the experience are you okay no no um i don't know what that was and i um and when she sees like the black on her hands she starts like trying to like wipe it off as fast as she can like she doesn't want it on her um, for obvious reasons. So it's not impossible to get off. Like as you wipe it, your face, you can feel like maybe like your face is a little bit wet from other tears and it does eventually wipe away kind of like, you know, like a rather annoying bit of grease, you know, not impossible, yeah. but just like a little bit annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think at this point saying that she's, he's, that she's not doing okay. Mal's going to try to help like stabilize her. I was going to ask him, do you, do you do you need anything? Need me to get you anything? I, I don't I don't think so. I I think I really think I just need a minute. Okay, uh, I'll go I'll go check on the others. Let, let me know if you need anything though. I will. And so Mal is going to go check on Lucy, uh, Marilla, and Alistair. I think once Jyla has like calmed down a little bit, like Sully will definitely try to get samples of the black tears, like or like the, whatever residues there. Like, yeah. So like Jyla initially tried really hard to start like wiping it off, and you like had the foresight to be like, no, 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 hang on. <laughs> like, got a swab. He tries not to be blunt, but is very blunt about being like, hold up, <laughs> your feelings are important. However. I'm not letting this opportunity pass However, us by. Science. <laughs> okay, so Malcolm, you said you were going to look for the rest of the crew. Lucy is in like a like hibernate state that you've seen him been in before. It's basically like charging for his power armor. Um, it locks him in place, and there's probably like an 
external wake-up button you can press if you want to. It just shoots a shot of adrenaline into him. <laughs> Does he seem out of the ordinary? I mean, like, he looks... His, like, visor would be down. He's, like, standing stock still. This is, like... Being in this state means that he can't move. He's, like, powered down, basically. His power armor is charging and inactive. Then I think I wouldn't bother him right now. Okay. There's no one else in the kitchen. I guess I go look to the cargo bay. In the cargo bay, again, you see nothing. I, g- I get on the comms and uh, ask, um, has anyone seen Marilla or Alistair? I can't seem to find them anywhere. Have you checked the officer's club? Is that what we're calling it now? But no, I haven't. I'll go up there. Okay, you go up there and Marilla and Alistair are like locked in combat. Like Alistair has climbed up on her back and is ripping wires out of her arm while... Marilla is repeatedly punching him in the face and screaming. Like, right when you get up there, she manages to get a hold of him with her no longer, like, her not disabled power armor arm, grabs him by, like, the scruff of his neck and throws him into a couch. And he, like, screams and starts running around behind her to try to continue his assault. Can I try to stun both of them? Yeah, you can. I'll say in this case, it's like, you don't really have to roll because they're, like, completely ignorant to what you're doing. I like, point-blank range. (laughs) Yeah, like you can you can stun both of them. <sighs> I guess we'll have to untangle this later. <laughs> Hands on hips, leaves them on the floor. As they're both just like on like on the floor <laughs> next to each other. You just kind of leave them up there. They've both been stunned. They have some thinking to do. He's not dealing with that right now. I gotta imagine sci-fi being stunned is not a pleasant feeling. <laughs> to me, it just like the the image I always get is just like getting hit in the face by like a two by four. You know. <laughs> Where you're just like kind of like like blinking, like what just happened? <laughs> so what's what's everyone doing? You guys are in kind of a hazy, clouded area. It's just kind of like a vague purple. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the comms and explain what I found up there. Just everyone's like, oh, I found them. They're they were up in the officers' room. They they were they were in the middle of fighting with each other. I didn't want to deal with it, so I just stunned them. But we'll have to we'll have to deal with that later. I just can't handle that right now. And he heads back up to the bridge. I think as soon as Vi had her, uh, she was like calm. She went up to the bridge. And what I want to do is see where we are in space. Oh, okay. That's kind of what Jyla was thinking, too, is like, where the heck are we? Yep, that's exactly what Mouse trying to, wanted to do as well. <laughs> uh, well, Sully's not letting Jyla leave the med bay. Okay. So you get up there and start punching into the computer, like trying to get normal tracking information. This would be like as easy as getting on your phone and looking at Google Maps. Um, When you open it, it just says error. (laughs) If they look out the window, do they see anything? Uh, You can roll me an investigation check. Well, I'm not letting Jyla. Yeah, Jyla can't. Yeah. I'm rolling, and that is a 10. Uh, Okay, so your sensors that would tell you where you are in the galaxy just report error, but, like, proximity, like, radar and sonar are still bouncing back information. Sonar in space. (laughs) I guess it'd be radar, whatever, LIDAR, doesn't matter, whatever, DAR. SPADAR. (laughs) Nope, nope, Zach, you're off the podcast. You're being replaced with a speaking spell. Um, Hello, I am Sully. I didn't hear any difference there. No, no, not a fake speaking spell, really. You're like, I'm cutting you out. I'm deleting you off the website. (laughs) (laughs) And also the S key is going to be removed from it. Anyways, (laughs) you scan out into space. And here's the thing. You find stuff. There are floating rock platforms and like level hunks of earth floating around. They are not in an orbit. 
They are not round. They do not have gravitational pull. They are of a size that is impossible to be floating without pull in space. That seems weird. Sully's doing a full diet or a full medical checkup on Jyla. Okay, roll me science. It'll be a 10. So, so Zach, is medical checkup what they're calling it these days? <laughs> you put her in the chair that basically does your job for you because this is sci-fi. And as it like scans and whirs, this is kind of like tense. You know what I mean? Like, wow, really hope nothing bad comes out of this sensor as you're just like waiting for it to scan. And as it does, it reports no, like, anomalies, nothing problematic. Like, I think probably the worst thing is it, like, gives a detailed roster of scars and burns that would be, like, associated with Jyla that you're very aware of. I think I think he's run full medical checks on everyone before. Yeah, like, it's a common right. thing. He He's the ship doctor, so it's like, you guys have your, like, missionly physical. It's like, oh, minor skin infection where that burn was. That's it. Okay. Apply anesthetic to this thing that she probably should have been bandaging. You know, just that kind of stuff. Nothing like nothing weird with her tear ducts or anything. Nope. Nothing weird with tear ducts. Can I also do like space magic medical check? Yes, you can. But that would be plus weird. That'll be an eight. So basically he's doing like the like life force feeling. Okay. So that thing that you have that lets you heal people on a seven to nine, what does it say? Uh, we'd trade damage. Right. You reach out with your mind in the way that you would do when you try to heal someone who's been physically injured. And when you do, you can feel like a darkness in her essence. I'm making a face because I don't like that description either, but it's the best way that I can describe it. Life force? Yeah, that sounds less gross. Anyways, sorry. Um, Aura? <laughs> now it's coming back <laughs> around to gross again. Doesn't matter. And right as you try to like touch that with your mind, like this could almost be similar to how it feels when you find an injury. You just feel a similar presence growing in yourself. Is it gone from her then? No. Neat. Oh gosh, I don't like this. Don't like this either. <laughs> All right, I let her go. <laughs> so Sully doesn't say anything. Nope. Okay. I like this. From Sully's perspective, his girlfriend just had an emotional breakdown because she thought she would have to kill him and couldn't do it. And then he just felt like he got infected by chaos. So he's like, mm, this will not make things better. <laughs> I will say like, other than just, like, the the trauma of going through this thing, like, Sully, you would feel basically normal, like, even now. You don't feel weird, really. Everyone else, like, you probably feel, like, a little tender around the edges, but you don't hear voices in your head. You don't want to, like, bite each other's necks out yet or anything like that. Yet. So I think when Mal and Jyla come up to the bridge, uh, Vi points out the oddities of planetary, non-planetary bodies that are out there. Well, those don't seem possible. No, no. Um, and not to mention, um, none of the scanners or maps can figure out where we are. Well, uh, I hate to say it, but uh, we've seen a lot of impossible things today, so uh, my brain can't process more impossible things. They, they just are. And that's all I can say to that. Like, look, now there's rocks. Well, Gritch, I mean, I saw a lot of things I didn't think could happen today. And uh, these don't make the list. 
Is our is our tracker still still following that dreadnought? Yes, it is. Uh, you look at the tracker like it's basically a point on the horizon. If you imagine it right, like you can see nothing. There is nothing other than there are floating rocks or like platforms around you. And just like so, you understand like scale size. Like these would be significantly larger than your ship, but not planet sized. They're like asteroid sized. Oh, okay. I don't really know how, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, they're not enormous, but they're not tiny. The point on the horizon that you are like targeting towards, you know, it would read a distance and has been this whole time that you've been following it is totally stationary. The distance to target is not changing at all. Oh, it looks like it looks like it's it stopped. Uh, do we should we venture closer? Yes, um, but before we do that, um, I want to check something. I want to call Homestead and see if they can track our lowjacker. Oh, cool. Um, so you try to make a call to Homestead. Nothing happens. That's what I was wondering. Okay. Sorry, that's a really good idea. I, I hate those moments of the GM just being like, and then nothing for your really good plan. <laughs> no, but that does answer other questions. No, I I think that was that that was a valuable piece of information still. Like we're totally cut off, like not just internally in the place that we are, but from yeah. wherever we were. Yeah, as soon as we can't contact Homestead uh, by turns to everyone else. I mean, I'm sure we all kind of knew it, but we're we're stranded out here right now. We're alone. Like I it doesn't we're not going to be able to call Homestead and bring in back up. Yeah, that's that's what it's looking like. I guess do we do we venture venture forward and Try to try to find that black dreadnought. That's what we came here for. I say we we shoot for it. I don't think we have much other option either way. You fire up the engines and start, you know, burning at a normal speed towards the black dreadnought. You can see the kind of dense purplish haze around you moving around your ship and the distance to the tracker does not change. So we're not getting closer. Nope. Well, that's unfortunate. Can we like quickly speed up and then slow down and see if we can tell if it's like matching, if it's like speeding up when we speed up and slowing down when we slow slow down so it's always the same distance. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I want to catch it in between, like if we do you know what I mean, catch it off guard in the change of speed. Okay, so like if you are looking at the speed of something and it's the speed of a car to 15 decimal points if you were fully stopped the decimal points would be moving at some point yeah they, they would just be it just be even if it's noise in the system yeah you, there would be some movement on those numbers that is how good your like range sensor is okay. you do a bunch of complicated burns and the number does not change to the nth decimal point it is staying exactly the same okay I guess what the number is not zero, is it? <laughs> no, it's not zero. No, it's, you know, it was whatever distance it was when you entered the portal. Okay. It's that. Can I real quick, either through sensors or literally just going back and looking, see if the portal is still there? The portal is still there, but seems to be dormant. Looks like a closed door now instead of an open one. Okay. Do we see any more of those portals anywhere? That was going to be my question. No. Can we open like hailing frequency? Do we want to do that? <laughs> I don't know if we want to do that. You can. I because we do we do we know if 
they knew we followed them into this thing. You don't know that. Okay. We were trying to stay hidden, but doesn't mean we were successful. Okay, scratch the hailing thing. We're not going to do that. That's a bad idea. <laughs> so, it seems that... Uh, Seems that at least conventional travel in this, wherever we are, doesn't seem to be working. Do we dare try our uh, phased antimatter drive? Um, sure. I mean, at this point, I think we may as well try whatever we have. Can I try to reach out? I don't know. Like, I want to do, like, space magic stuff because this is, like, the antithesis. So I don't know if, like, I can do any space magic that would be, like, effective. Oh, yeah, you can definitely try. Because I just didn't know, because like a lot of my space magic is like very Healy-based, so I'm like, well, healing a spaceship doesn't really move us forward. Do you have a special skill for like sensing life forms far away? Could you maybe use that? In the playbook, there is just a move called... Do something weird. Well, I'm going to do something weird then. Go for it. That'll be a 12. Hey, great. Um, so like I said, your harmony, the, the description is you are harmony made manifest. There is a better solution to the current conflict and you instigate it. So you open your mind to the stellar forces that allow you to do some magic and it is the best it has ever felt. This is the equivalent of walking outside on a beautiful, not too hot, sunny day with a nice breeze of mental space magic. Right where you are feels incredible. Um, and as you reach out with your mind, like not only do you feel great here, you have like a place that feels great. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like you're being drawn to a point. Well, I will go to that point great so uh what that is is you know how i talked about those floating rocks in space and i like said a bunch of details about the size of them and where they are and that they seemed magically impossible to exist you're guided towards those floating rocks <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Outlaws Wanted. Music for the show is from danosongs.com, audionautics.com, zapsplat.com, and the public domain. If you liked this show, you can check out more of our actual plays at the Wandering Gamer Network's website or Podbean, as well as interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also post Let's Plays on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. And on Twitch, we can be found at Wandering underscore Gamer underscore Network. You can also find us on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. And on Twitch, we can be found at Wandering underscore Gamer underscore Network. Now remember, it's not the outlaw that makes trouble. It's trouble that makes the outlaw. Outlaw.